Good afternoon and welcome to Susan Harmon Experience. She, where we're loving each other at a six foot distance. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. (laughs) But I'm blowing kisses through my mask. Hi, Eric. How are you doing today? Hey, good afternoon. And we've got more than a six-foot distance, but... uh, I know. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, happy Friday. Hope you're having a good one down in Arizona. And we're having a beautiful day here in the Puget Sound. So we're looking at that as kind of a silver lining as this ongoing seriousness of the pandemic continues, you know? Well, um, you know, there's... Just like everything, all the time, there's good news, there's bad news. That's there's, right. You know, there's there there's hope, there's sorrow. There there, you know, it's called life, and this is it's just a one bag. bump in the road. It's a mixed <laughs> bag. It always is. That's right. Um, I have with me here my my dear friend, who um, I he was actually did he actually, just fly I, in. And boy, are his arms tired. (laughs) Well, it sounds like the plane is still getting ready to land there. That's our warriors out there practicing. I live near an air base. (laughs) They like, boom. You know, sometimes they're a little louder than others. We thank Um, them for their service. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Let's not go there. I'm in a good mood. Uh, My friend Arthur... Uh, Arthur Reynolds is, uh, well, he's a life coach. I hate that word. I have to tell you, (laughs) (laughs) but life coach, um, and he does many other things. He's also, you're just a a bundle of different things, aren't you? I just quickly spit it out. Yeah. Quickly spit it out. I'm a retired Lieutenant. I did Homeland security contractor. Um, I'm a welder, woodworker, leather worker. I'm a crafter. I am an engineer three different types, electrical, mechanical, um, uh, water, and there you go. I well, love to learn. So. And he's and, and what he's doing over here is um, helping me out in all kinds of areas. All the things my son-in-law started and never finished <laughs> you know, have been done, except for one. And we're getting the glass for that today, which was cut wrong, so I had to take it back and get to But anyway... We are not letting uh, anything prevent us from, and we're really being really careful about being around people, correct? Correct. Uh, you also do DoorDash. Correct. And DoorDash is actually pretty good in terms of not having direct contact with people. Correct. So tell them how that works uh, these days. Well, I'm a, a general manager for a limo company, and because of DoorDash, I picked it up to make some extra money, and now it's actually giving me a uh, security of making means of income and I've been thankful for it. So it's a, just a simple app. Um, as soon as you log in to an area, they send you, Oh, there's a job near. Do you want to accept it? You hit accept, you go to the location to pick up whatever it may be. And you put in the, I got it. You swipe. And then you, it tells you where to take it. And then you take it to the people's house. Then you can get directions. I mean, it's very well thought out. This is one of the best apps. It I really see. is. Except for the fact that um, I, I also signed up for DoorDash. <laughs> and my first job was a complete failure. <laughs> well, not complete. Um, so what happened with that was... Um, I get that. And the good news was it was like five minutes from my house to go to the Bosa donut shop to pick up a dozen donuts and deliver them. Only when I got there, there was a sign on the door saying that as of April the 1st, they were uh, closing at 8 p.m. They normally were open much later. And so I first texted the customer and then contacted DoorDash and they said, take a picture. What's really good about their system is when you take a picture on the DoorDash app, it goes right to them. You don't have to send it to them. They get it as you're taking it. So the, you know, showing the sign on what it said. But I also took a picture of it on my phone and I sent it to the customer, even though DoorDash was going to send the customer 
the same picture. I just felt that it was behooved me to do that extra courtesy for that person. And uh, so, so I went home without dashing. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, Eric? Does that sound like a fun thing to do? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> okay. Uh, ways of making income right now with so many places closed. It's helped a lot of people out. I know that for sure. And I, I wanted to point out something that Arthur brought up, um, something that I was going to talk about and didn't write down, is that it's interesting the businesses that um, are having issues and the businesses that are prospering. Uh, my daughter is having a very difficult time. She hasn't gotten you know, unemployment or anything. As a dental hygienist, you know, she makes a really good income, or she did. Uh, they initially said, uh, you know, in March they were going to be closed for two weeks, and now it's May 18th, and not having any income, uh, and not having gotten any social security, I mean, social security, any um, unemployment as yet, or a stimulus check as yet. You know, a lot of people are really suffering because there's this gap between when you don't get money. And when these other things will kick in. Uh, and even then, you're not making the same amount of money on unemployment, even close to what she was making as a dental hygienist. Right. But interesting, anecdotal story. Uh, I'm laughing a little bit on that. Earlier, I'm Douglas doesn't know this, but I was trying to remember that word. And <laughs> I was asking, Eric, you know, when someone tells a story, and blah, 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 and he's like, uh, gossip. Uh, you know? <laughs> I said the same thing. Like, Arthur said the same thing. Rumors. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, you're making my brain not work. <laughs> Antidotal. Antidotal uh, evidence, which is a good evidence. Anyway, right. um, my friend in, in Loveland, uh, Colorado, there's a new place that's opened up that sells donuts, and she opened with, with the COVID-19 thing happening. She said what's been interesting to her because she signed up for Uber Eats and uh, DoorDash and what, what's the, 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 there's uh, Postmates. Postmates and there's, there's another, another one. one. Yeah. But there's also uh, other companies out there or apps that thank God for our technology today. And I've helped a lot of people find jobs uh, through different um, app uh, sources there is actually an app for uh, handymen. So like My uh, guy. IKEA. My guy is one yeah. of them. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> IKEA does not have somebody at their locations anymore that can go to your place and install and or assemble build or, furniture. Or assembly. Yeah. <clears throat> they tell you to go do TaskRabbit. TaskRabbit. And my sister, who's a teacher, she does uh, teaching for um, special needs and so she experienced this and she told me about it she's like you're good with that you can do anything and she's like you should check that out um so on one end it's called tasker that would be where i would sign up and if somebody is needing this assistance it's called task rabbit and they can get on there and they can find somebody with their talents to help them find what they need for their their whatever they need so uh, it's amazing how uh, society has become so easy now. To me, it's so easy to have an income. And um, I'll hear him say this about DoorDash. I can make in, in between sixteen fifty to $28 an hour doing DoorDash. In Arizona, that's really good. So, so that, the possibilities you know. in a lot of these apps is a lot greater than I ever expected. So... Back to the donut shop in Loveland, Colorado. So this woman opens up her business, but she has all of these, she's on all these different delivery things. And because there's nobody parked near her, she can, uh, people can now see her balloons. So she's got people that are coming in to the shop and people that are ordering. She said her business has been great. So I find that fascinating where it has hurt some things and it has helped others. 
Um, always look, always look at the positive, always try to be creative. If you can't do a particular job, find something else. And here's an opportunity to actually do the things that you love. So you can't go work at that miserable job you hate anyway, right? <laughs> it's that's that's shut down. Try doing something that you really enjoy and that you love and 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 create your own business. What do you think, Eric? I like it. Thank you. <laughs> I like it too. So here's the thing is everything is an opportunity if you see it that way. You know, I really am looking at I'm going to be doing a show uh, probably at least another month away uh, on uh, uh, colon hydrotherapy because it really is uh, helpful for the immune system. There's so many things that we can do that are that are simple, that are helpful, that keep our bodies health, healthy, uh, eating well. Uh, I have a friend uh, in Chicago that's working ridiculous hours and uh, not eating. Oh, well, the, the university uh, feeds us and uh, – we had my favorite pizza. I said, no, you need healthy food and you need rest because it really isn't good for your immune system to uh, not, not eat right and to uh, overwork yourself. So those are things that are really important for us to, to pay attention to. Um, that's one of the things. The other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of, uh, of the um, – uh, there's two two things I definitely want to discuss today, and one of them is, of course, COVID nineteen and how we're handling it and what and what we're doing, and the other is uh, politics. You know me; I'm not at all interested in politics. It just, <laughs> but with uh, Senator Bernie Sanders uh, dropping out, uh, that gives Joe Biden a much uh, better. Uh, run don't you think eric i mean it gives him more opportunity to start moving forward absolutely yeah gives him and so more yeah more lead time it does it gives him more lead the time. convention yep anyone who didn't see uh stephen colbert's interview with bernie sanders uh a couple of nights ago what was that what day did did sanders drop out um was that wednesday or thursday uh, wasn't that just, I feel like that was just yesterday, but all the days it was, it was, feeling it jumbled was not together yesterday. Now. It was, it was either Thursday. I think it was Thursday, but it was just recently. Yes. Go look up Stephen Colbert. That interview is really good. Did, you, did I know you usually look at, uh, Stephen Colbert on YouTube. Have you taken a look at it? No. I, it's on my, it's in my playlist, but I haven't had a chance to watch the interview yet. I, I got distracted after watching the opening, his monologue. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll catch that. And it's, it's interesting. You didn't fall asleep on that monologue, did you? No. <laughs> no. Some monologues are too long. <laughs> no, no, his monologues are really good. Bottom of my head. <laughs> yeah, his monologues are great. But anyway, it's a really, really good interview. And, um, you know, this is a, this is he considers Joe Biden a friend mm -hmm. and he was very grateful to the kindnesses that Biden showed him when he came to the Senate. And I think that I think there's a lot to be said for uh, understanding kindness and all. I, I watched a movie and oh God, this is so it's something or other uh, enemies. It's about uh North Carolina in 1971, when they have the charrette to, to bring the the black school has burned down and they're and they're going to combine they're wanting to have the black kids come to the white kids school, and you know there's a uh, and it's a true story, and I God it's I cannot remember the name of it I, and I just saw it on night before last, uh, but the head of the Ku Klux Klan there is co-chairs with a, a black woman who's a political activist. So you can see right away they are, you know, vinegar and, wa and water. I mean, or not what, oil and water. Oil and water. <laughs> I'm like, I know this, oil and water. Anyway, but through acts of kindness, through acts of kindness, people change. Through, through coming to understand you have different viewpoints, but that 
you can do kind things because people need the kind things, not whether they deserve to be treated kindly, but because they have an actual need to be treated kindly. And this is a really good time to be thinking about those kind of things, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, we need we need that kind of stuff. Well, we need it every day. Yeah, that's true. So when I was a lieutenant, I told my officers, and I demanded them to show respect. And I was like, you have to say please and thank you, and you guys should be doing it in your own personal lives. If you guys aren't doing that here, then that tells me what are you doing in your own personal lives. And I taught them, when you come to the table, don't come to the table demanding respect. Throughout life, you should come to the table giving respect. Two people come to the table and one wants respect and one gives respect, you fail. Both people come to the table and they both give respect, you will succeed. It's a win-win situation. So a lot of people do not act that way. It doesn't matter how bad your life is in, in life. There are Everybody's going to have a bad day. It doesn't mean you have to rub off on everybody else. Put a smile on your face and you'll bounce back real fast. You'll bounce back faster. I agree. There's a, there's a song that says, if you want me to love you, then love me first. Like, no, you know, wait, you're just saying what you, you're, you're saying the opposite of what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, then if you believe that, then you love that person, whether they love you back or not is a whole other story, but give if you want to get, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to do this till you do it. Well, you're at an impasse. You've begun at an impasse. <laughs> and that, that means... Hell will freeze over first before that will happen. <laughs> well, I think of hell as a cold place. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, um, um, I, I'm, I'm really... Joe Biden is not my choice. Uh, I think that this is important enough election that I am going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. I have uh, understanding and concerns m- more about the Supreme Court than anything else. Right. You know, uh, Ruth is she'll go on for another 10 or 15 years, probably. But she's 87 years old. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Yes. One of my heroes. She's an amazing woman, even though she um, it's not a good cook. Um <laughs> <laughs> She can do a lot of other things. And she's brilliant. And her mind is, is sharp. So it's it's interesting to me. I looked at uh, the people. Nancy Pelosi is 80. Uh, Joe Biden is 77. Bernie is 78. Donald Trump is 73. Uh, we need more young people. Mm-hmm. We, we, need more, we need more people. Now, one of the things that I found uh, interesting and the things I was looking at uh, today was are, are are you aware that there in in eight different states there are uh, eight women running for the Senate in eight different states? That's Did great. you know that? I, it I is. didn't know how many, but that's great. We need more women. One of us didn't turn our phone off. <laughs> so yeah, we do, and and so in Congress, I should I should finish we, that. We sentence. need more of that. In Congress. Yeah. Congress, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and share this with you, Guy, and I'm going to save the best one for the last because I know her and I like her. Uh, Tina Smith in Minnesota. And if I could read my own handwriting. Sarah, oh, goodness gracious, in Maine. What's her last name? It begins with G, G, I, Gideon. Sarah Gideon in Maine. Uh, She's uh, running against uh, Susan Collins. We'll be running against Susan Collins. Uh, Teresa Greenfield in Iowa. Now, the Barbara Bollier in Kansas is interesting to me because she had been a moderate Republican. And, you know, under Chris uh, Kobach and uh, Brownbacker, isn't that Brownbacker, Sam Brownbacker, that was the governor? Under, Under them, she left the Republican Party and became a Democrat. She said she's still the same person with the same values that she had. She just couldn't stomach, you know, the takeover of the Republican Party by the far right. So this seems to me like a moral person, you know, with with ethics and and, uh, you know, so forth. So she's running in Kansas. She's the oldest of the group. 
Uh, Teresa Tomlinson, uh, she's running in Georgia. She looks, she looks good. She looks good. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, MJ uh, Hager, Hager, I believe her name is, is in Texas. Amy McGrath is kind of a mixed bag in Kentucky, but she stands the the best chance. And I really think that uh, she'll. She'll she'll be good for Kentucky because they are a very conservative state, but she's still much more uh, in the right direction. Uh, and she's running against Mitch McConnell, so right. I, and, I, I'd vote for Satan <laughs> over Mitch McConnell. He's more authentic. <laughs> you know, yes. I mean, McConnell has held up over 400 pieces of legislation, not letting them come on the floor for a vote. Right. That's outrageous. Let the Senate vote on them. You know, no, you one man is going to stop all this legislation. If it doesn't pass, it doesn't pass. But don't decide by yourself that it can't happen because I'm not going to let you vote on it. He, pro- is- he proudly calls himself the Grim Reaper. Of legislation. And remember, uh, uh, John Stewart used to call him the turtle. <laughs> Do yes, you remember that? Because he, he looks kind of like Yurtle like the turtle. turtle. <laughs> yeah, Yurtle the turtle. That's terrible. I really don't approve of making fun of people's looks, but I'm sorry. That's funny. <laughs> and if anyone deserves it, it's him. Anyway, right. see what a hypocrite I am. If you're oh, punching God. up. <laughs> I think it's okay. Okay, know. thank you. That Punching would be down me. is not okay. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. the rules of comedy. Now, that's a good thing to remember. I wish there's a person in the White House that would remember punching down is not good. But last but not least, um, you, do you remember, you remember Misty Upham, of course, who's passed, our dear friend. And the, she did a movie called Frozen River. Heather Ray was the producer of that. Well, I knew that Heather Ray was going to be at the Seattle Film Festival last year. And, of course, I was going because of Melinda Raybite's uh, movie, you know. And I love the film festival anyway. And I was already in town for the uh, Northwest Astrology Conference. And so I left to go do I – I was having a that – was, that was a good week. Anyway, uh, so – Heather Ray did a documentary on uh, Paulette Jordan, who was running for uh, governor of Idaho. And it was interesting how um, the number of conservative people had voted for Paulette Jordan because she's so honest. She didn't win the governor's race, and she's running for senator now. But uh, she's uh, from the Coeur d'Alene uh, reservation. There was so much hostility towards her as being a native and a woman that uh, people in her tribe wanted her to hire private security and not go to some of these places where these ultra-conservatives were, I mean, literally threatening her life. She said, no, I need to go there. I need to talk to people. I need to be open. I need to do this. This woman has my heart because she is so authentic and so real and, and, and so clear. So if you're not in Idaho, I, I mean, I've actually, I'm doing my own financial dance right now. I thought, you know, I could send her 10 bucks. I could send her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, those are things I think that are important for us to, to recognize. You don't have to give a whole lot. But if a whole lot of people gave a little bit, that's how Bernie Sanders, all of his contributions, the average contribution was like $27. I mean, you know, but you can give $27 a number of different times, you know, whereas if you give a whole big donation, you can only do that once. And so that was, that is a, a, a lesson for everyone to, to learn uh, that important. So if anybody listening is in any of those states or knows anybody in any of those states, Minnesota, Maine, Iowa, Kansas, Georgia, Idaho, Texas, Kentucky, contact the people you know there. If you are there, then get involved in making this change in the Senate so at least, minimally, legislation will come to the floor to be voted on. Sounds like a plan, doesn't it? So, um, that brings us to 
Well, I think I think that what we should do is take a break. And when we come back, I want to talk about polls, uh, you know, don't mean anything with the electoral college system that we have. And I, I read something, and I am really apologize that I am not going to be able to credit the person because I can't remember where I read it, but I wrote this stuff down. And uh, I think that it might have been on costs. Uh, I, I can look later or you can email me and I'll send I'll look it up and find it. But uh, I, I didn't write down who said it, uh, but it's very interesting. And it's about uh, what states that only seven states, only seven states will decide who wins the presidential election. Don't make that keep you away from the polls. I right. mean, seriously, vote. This is an extreme, if the, as far as I'm concerned, and I've lived longer than a lot of people in my audience. I've lived longer than Arthur, and I've lived longer than you, Eric. In my lifetime, which has been very political. years. A few years. <laughs> years. Anyway. I'm working hard on catching up. Please do. Please do. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I've said things before. Do you remember so-and-so? Like, uh, no. <laughs> This is probably the most important election of my life. I don't always get your Gabby Hayes references, but. (laughs) 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 You know, my mother's maiden name was Hayes. Oh, really? Mine too. Really? Yeah. We probably shouldn't give that info over the air since somebody. What if we're related? Oh, my Uh... God. (laughs) That would be. Well, anyway, uh, a, a discussion for another time, that's yes. for sure. Uh, however, they did call her Gabby, K- Gabby Hayes because she talked a lot. Uh, but uh, um, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Electoral College. And there is a movement afoot to get rid of it. It's not going to happen before this election, mm-hmm. but it will happen. We, we are going to get rid of the Electoral College. That's part of ending the corruption. Uh, we are going to to do things, set things into place where what, and I don't care which political party it is, I that doesn't matter to me at all, but they should not be the ones to decide how districts are drawn, especially when they're drawn in really weird configurations, so that someone doesn't have to pay any attention to the electorate at all. They don't care about the electorate. They only care about their donors. I don't care who it is. It's wrong. You're supposed to represent the people, not the people who give you money. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a real issue in our country. Voter suppression is huge. It's a big issue. And when you're president, you're supposed to be representing the whole country, not just exactly. the, your base, not just the people that voted for you. You're supposed to actually try and reach across the aisle, God forbid, and try and help govern the whole country and do what's best for the whole country, not just for your core little group. Or your own, or your own pockets. Yes. Or your personal agenda. Yeah. Exactly. Or your, you know, or just the fact that that if I do this, I'll make more money. That is a really bad president. Really, I don't care. And I, again, I don't care what political party it is. As a matter of fact, I'm with. The forefathers, there were no political parties to start with. That didn't come in until after. It, didn't, it wasn't long after because people want to congregate and hang out with the people they agree with. But I think it's really beneficial. I mean, I've been on lots and lots of committees over the years and, lot, and I've been on boards. I want to see people who don't think like I do to work with mm. because that broadens my perspective. Not me. I was raised a Whig. I've always voted Whig. <laughs> well, I'm going to die. Tory. I don't even, I shouldn't say that. I, I got to look up what, it, what the Tories were all about. Yeah, I, I don't actually know what the Whigs were all about. But That's, that's another Tory. <laughs> so bad. All right. We are uh, going to take a short break here. And uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about masks and COVID-19. And we're going to talk a little bit about statistics and COVID-19. And we're also going to talk more about this election because these things are intertwined. And uh, we need to know, you know, we've on this show, we've done 
the astrology of what of all of this and what's happening. And that's important for people to know that that astrologically corruption, the lid is being taken off of it. So it's out there playing in front of us. And if you don't see it, you are not looking. So stay tuned for more scintillating talk and conversation on Susan Harmon Experience, KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Are you ready to become comfortable in your own skin? The Vast Institute's encouraging curriculum is designed to infuse your world with optimism and creative life solutions. Our four pillars of learning provide a holographic toolkit taking you to the next level. If you're ready to experience a quality of life currently beyond your imagination, call us at 206-935-7872 or visit our website at vastinstitute.com to discover how to enrich your life at work or play. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back Deborah Wilson from Boulder, Colorado for a full weekend of angels and prosperity. Drop in for a high-octane discussion. And on Saturday, the metaphysical talk continues with Deborah, our holiday gift to you. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on AM 1150. Susan Harmon is offering her skills as an intuitive counselor, medium, and energy healer via phone or Skype with her audience at a reduced rate of $40 for the first half hour. Susan listens to your guidance and gives what is needed for you in the present moment. Email susan at susanharmon.com and put I love the Susan Harmon hour in the subject line. This is a limited time offer, so set up your appointment by emailing susan at susanharmon.com today. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Susan Harmon Experience, where my handyman is sitting next to me. Well, he's my friend. but <laughs> And he has so many talents. But so, I mean, Honestly, Eric, can you picture me having anyone who couldn't do a whole bunch of different things? I mean, he's a life coach, and he's a handyman, and he does all kinds of cool stuff. Cool, cool stuff. Very good. <laughs> anyway, um, they talk about the national polls and how far ahead, blah, blah, blah. Polls don't matter. Electoral college at this point does. So you've got to deal with the reality that's in front of you, whether you like it or not. I don't like it. I think we need to get rid of the electoral college because the president represents the entire country. Your congressman represents your district. You know, your senator represents your state. You've got all of these have a particular role, but the president of the United States represents theoretically represents the entire country. We've come very far from that uh, with this, and I don't like it. Um, so these are the states. Pay attention to these: Arizona, being here, where you're at right now, where I'm at, Florida, Georgia. Georgia, poor Georgia, Michigan, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin are the seven states that will decide who the president is. You know, living in Washington state and your polls haven't closed yet, they've already called the election, was disheartening. (laughs) Now, what this, what this guy says is very interesting to me. There were, there were two points. He says, if Trump wins either Minnesota or New Hampshire, that will decide, that will decide which way. If the, do you know what I mean? That will predict what these seven states do. If Biden wins Texas or, or Ohio or Iowa, then that will decide what these seven states do. Now, I find that fascinating. I want to check it out a little bit more, but it was very interesting to me. In the same thing that I read, uh, he points out that Wyoming has three electoral votes, 
And yet, their population is less than 116 counties in 33 states. 116 counties in 33 states have a greater population than the state of Wyoming. The state of Wyoming has three electoral college votes, which means that they're, they're, they are better represented than I am or you am or Arthur is. And that's not right. That's not equal. And that's not right. So I, I mentioned that because there, there are movements afoot to, uh, you know, to change, to get rid of the Electoral College. Mm -hmm. And those are the things we need to do. Uh, those eight women that uh, can uh, turn over the Senate, I think that's really important. And I love the fact that one of them is running against Mitch McConnell, because not having Mitch McConnell in the Senate completely would be great. So Agreed. Yes. Yes. So, um, but I I will settle for a flip Senate, even if he is still there, uh, as one of our callers uh, pointed out. You know, even if he holds his seat, if it's a Democratic Senate, then he's no longer uh, he doesn't have the power that he has now. So no, yeah. no, he doesn't. And uh, but that'll probably give him a heart attack anyway. I mean, I don't wish him. I mean, I wish him well. I don't wish. They, I, I don't mean that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. Him. Yeah, I wish him well in terms of his personal health yeah. and his personal life. Not political. I don't want him in the Senate. I really don't. And I'll tell you, he's not in, as popular in Kentucky as he'd like to believe. But again, gerrymandering and voter suppression play a huge role in who gets elected. If all you have to do is answer to your donors, and you don't have to answer to the constituents, then it doesn't matter. Uh, who votes because you can do it. I mean, you look at North Carolina, it's so badly gerrymandered that there are more people voted Democrat than voted Republican, but there's more Republican representation. That's not right. Same thing with Kansas. Look at Texas. Austin, Texas is a very progressive part of the state, very progressive, but they're represented by an ultra conservative because of gerrymandering. So those that's not right. The people that live there are not having their voices heard. And that is and that is uh, is really bad. So um, I, I looked at this other thing. Uh, Glenn Greenwald of Intercept talked about the, there's this myth of the privileged non-voter saying that they're white and they're privileged and they're and, but they don't vote. And he uh, popped a balloon in that in that myth. And he said, the non-voters are not privileged. Uh, there are about 56% uh, are poor non-white. And they are, they, they're so poor, they're making less than $30,000 $30, a year. 56% are making less than $30,000 uh, a year. And these are the people who don't vote. They say that they just don't feel that they're being represented and what's the point because the Democrats and the Republicans to them are the same because no one, no one is looking at poor non-white voters. And that's who we should be looking at. They should be given like, look, you are going to be represented. Why do you think young people like Bernie Sanders so much? Because he wanted to represent all the workers. He wanted to do this. He is not going to stop doing what he can to influence change in this country. And that's why I still love him, because he is going to continue to work, because he's always says, it's not me, us. It's us. And he thinks that way, he believes that way, and he's authentic. And that is going to win out in the long run. I don't give up easily, and I'm just looking and saying, look, we're not going to say that those are the people that don't vote. The people that don't vote don't vote because they don't feel like it's going to it's going to make any difference to them. And if you consider yourself a progressive, you need to understand that on the right, they don't care about the, they just care about winning. It doesn't matter how how they do it as long as they as long as they win, they're fine. Well, I think both sides act the same way. Because my my honest, well, honest opinion on that is. 
the foundation of any country is the people that's that part that feels neglected without that foundation you don't have a civilization anyways you're absolutely right it's like so, any society that doesn't care for its elders and doesn't care for its children can't stand mm-hmm. we have to do both directions respect our elders not not say oh good those people are going to die off with this disease and we can get rid of them that's a that's a horrible thing to say because you you lose so much wisdom mm-hmm. honestly i would like to consider <clears throat> who you can turn to yeah i myself have wisdom <laughs> you know he's smiling at me he's not laughing completely but he's <laughs> on the ah laughing and Eric is c- covering his mouth with his hand right now, so he doesn't. Uh... <laughs> I can just turn off my mic. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm, have, I, I'm trying not to touch my face right now with the COVID thing, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, which which is a good thing you mentioned because I wanted to come back to uh, something I thought was really important for us to discuss was um, uh, I. I just put this on my, um, um, let's see, where where did I have it? On my uh, laptop, so I didn't have to do it. So, um, you know, there's a whole thing about wearing masks, and you've got people with bandanas on. Right. Okay, a bandana isn't going to do anything for you at all. All right. Um, now, masks, a surgical mask will, here's the thing to know. It mostly just protects other people from you. Yes, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. There's, now, so, I, there's a lot of people out there carrying uh, the coronavirus that are, are asymptomatic. asymptomatic. That's right. Yeah, they right. don't know that they are infected yet. So I'm very lucky in that my daughter was dental hygienist, and I happen to have surgical masks here at the house. Great. So I leave one in my car, and when I go, like I did yesterday— to Costco, I get out of the car, and I put it on to get into line. And I love the way they, you know, they have it segmented six feet apart. And in the store, it was interesting to me that in the store, everybody was really cognizant, most everybody, mm-hmm. of being six feet apart. The guys without masks, they were all men. Mm-hmm. Women were being very cognizant, but there were there were like three or four of them. They just charge past you, and you're not going fast enough. Like. Dude, you're too close to me. Get back. Get back. <laughs> That's right. Six feet, please. Yeah. Six feet, please. But they're, you know, they're they're thoughtless and inconsiderate, and they don't care. So, and they think that age is an issue. I know there was a case. Uh, it was just one. I don't know, but the young man was 30 years old. Mm-hmm. He was in good health, and he died of COVID-19. Right. I mean, now. My friend Arthur has has gotten some information from a doctor that I consider anecdotal. Well, I'm listening he, to a couple others too. Yeah, he's, saying the same thing. He's listening to uh, are they are they just attributing a death like from pneumonia to COVID nineteen without checking to see if it actually is COVID nineteen? So we don't know. I don't know yet, but I think that that's a good stat to look at. So when you're out in public and they're telling you to wear a cloth mask, I think that you made it home. It, it, and a bandana is definitely not going to do it. It's too porous. It's not. It's not even going to. The bandana isn't going to keep you from passing. Uh, you're gonna. It's going to go right through the bandana. Okay, that's all there is to it. Um, you could do a couple layers. Well, these idiots that I saw yesterday, they just have. A, you know, like the, I'm being cool, but anyway, sure. these people. Sorry, not idiots. Well, I. If I can just push back a little bit on one thing you said. Uh, in my experience, and I just went to the to a couple grocery stores last night. Okay. It was ladies that <laughs> didn't have masks on that were getting uncomfortably close, not maintaining the uh, the social distance. So I think it, it goes, you know, both ways. You know, there's well, there's just a lot of people out there that aren't taking this seriously yet, which is unfortunate. Okay, so let's say in in Washington State, women are more assertive than they are in Arizona. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But I was I, just like, I'm still grabbing my because I see a lot of women drivers that are really aggressive. Go ahead. I was just, you know, I'm checking out, still grabbing my bags, and this lady is like saddling right up against me, no mask whatsoever. It just like, hey, it's just, 
And this happened to me more than once where it's like, hey, excuse me. <laughs> These are different times than it used to be. You know, you can't you can just hold back and wait until that person in front of you is gone from the register. On. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she just wanted to smell your your nice perfume or, or cologne. I mean, <laughs> maybe <laughs> she was attracted to you. Hey. <laughs> All right. So any, anyway, they, they're saying go ahead and use a cloth mask, and and basically, that is um, more of a placebo. But it, if it makes you feel good, go ahead and do it. But again, I, you know, it it seems like if you sneezed or cough and you're wearing one of those, it would hold in the majority of the droplets rather it, than it, spray them around. On it does people. help. It does oh. help, but it is you know it's not great. Um, and the surgical masks, those are a little bit better. But again, they are more to protect other people from you than you from them. The important thing is to wash your hands. I saw a really good uh, thing on YouTube the other day where he, the guy comes in with his bag of groceries. He has his workspace. He uh, you know, washes down the boxes. He does this. And then he puts them over into his clean space. And he's wearing gloves doing this. So he's bringing the groceries in. And he is making sure that they're, that they're clean. Now, I noticed that in, uh, when I was in TJ's uh, two days ago, that uh, or a day when it, just recently, they no longer have uh, like the cucumbers and all this. You can't grab a cucumber. They're packaged in boxes now. Uh, so a lot of grocery stores are paying attention to that. I'm very happy to see the stores that have put up uh, sneeze guards, you know, at the checkout stand. Uh, at the TJ's I was at uh, yesterday, they had to stand back from the counter until your groceries were, were done and then go to the end of the counter to pay for it, to give their, their workers a little more space. But all of their workers are wearing masks again, uh, the only ones that will actually protect you from other people are the, uh, what is it? It's um, N58. What What is that mask called? N95. I was close. Right. And uh, and those, at this point, really should be uh, reserved. And those for, reserved just for health workers. Yeah, for health workers, yeah. They did a thing here the other day that uh, just actually brought a tear to my eye, the um, firefighters and the police officers lined up applauding the um, health workers as they were changing shifts. And I thought that was oh, beautiful because they, because they're first responders. They know what it's like that these hospital workers, these doctors and nurses are putting their lives on the line to help people. I have a friend that's doing that right now. She's, she's in the medical field. And it is. It's it's. Uh, and she she's fighting cancer too, and she's putting herself at a higher risk since her immune system is compromised. But she's still doing it. You know, um, the real heroes. You know, a, a lot of people don't talk about this, but in Fuji, Fuji, Japan, <laughs> I can't talk. Remember the nuclear explosion. And, and a lot of that stuff washed up on the shores in uh, Washington and, and Oregon, California. Uh, though there were men that stayed there to shut that down, knowing that they were they were going to die from radiation. And I don't know how many people thought of those. As You're heroes. talking about the uh, Fukushima Fukushima disaster. Fukushima. Thank you. I was doing one syllable twice and leaving the other one out. And hard to believe it's been over nine years already since that happened. I know. It seems longer, doesn't it? Well, no, but, it seems like it was just yesterday to me, but... Like, <laughs> I don't know. Time is warping. <laughs> <laughs> some things seem longer and some things seem shorter. But honestly, uh, Again, back to where we started with being kind to one another and recognizing, you know, that that, like I said, this movie that I, I watched where they were, I don't know what they called them, loving enemies or what the name of the movie was. It was, you know, a good movie. I, but uh, the guy that was the head of the Ku Klux Klan there and the black woman political activists were co-chairs and they came to be friends through this. Uh, he left the clan and she helped she they stayed friends for 30 years and when he died she did his eulogy at his funeral 
That's awesome. I mean, it is awesome. You have people that were polar <clears throat> opposite enemies, and they were kind to one another. I mean, they understood something at a certain point because her act of kindness for his son and him seeing that the things that, that he thought his brotherhood believed in didn't carry out in real life. Well, it's perspective. That's um, my life coaching is teaching people understanding and perspectives. Because if, if people have, they're so, they have blinders on, like the horse blinders, they're only seeing one direction because that's where they're taught. So they're right. programmed right. and they only have one perspective. There's millions of different perspectives on one thing. If you look at it at every single angle, the further you go away, you can slightly move over and see a slight different perspective. And the further you go away, and from one point of a ball, you can have how many different angles can you look at it? How many different angles can you look at the earth if you go out further and further? Right. You can see a different perspective. So there's millions of perspectives. People are so close-minded. And I could tell you about my past. And, you know, uh, I'm a Republican, you know, registered Republican. You know, I am conservative. But I feel I am more than just um, conservative. I am con conservative in one aspect. I am liberal in another aspect. I am more open than other people. I feel like I am true neutral. So I see things and I can come in between most people and calm things down and say, look, you have the same perspective this person is. You just don't know it yet. It takes time. It takes understanding. But um, most people with understanding, they need to take, it takes time to get that understanding. But people with fear, and that's the biggest thing is when people don't understand something, that fear factor. So I could go Absolutely. on. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could, but we're running out of time. Can you quickly give uh, people a way to contact you if they want life coaching and, uh, you know, or delivery? DoorDash, no. <laughs> just kidding. Just um, life coaching. Yeah, just call DoorDash. Uh, no, seriously. Um, uh, 480-257-0353. Um, and then my email address is art does it right. So A R T D O E S I T R I G H T at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Arthur uh, definitely is someone to contact. And the reason that I do the things that I do, my Arthur and I don't agree on a number of different things. Doesn't matter. There's tremendous respect. And I listen to him and he listens to me. And I think that alone. Uh, is a big thing for us to do. And I try to mirror that kind of behavior on this show to say, I I don't want people that are exactly like me. I'll never learn anything that mm -hmm. way. I all I am never going to stop learning. It's I, when, I, when 20, 30 years from now, I leave this life, I'm going to go out learning, period. That's just the way it is. So we are out of time again today. I think we were probably helpful. The other thing, not just masks, folks, but it's really important. Wash your hands. Don't wear gloves and think that's going to do everything. Because I've seen people wearing gloves. And, do and the I same see thing. them and then they two do. hours later, they have the same damn gloves on. Right. Because it was torn you got to change them. I'm like, come on. Right. <laughs> so, you know, use this. And, and that separation is like super super important uh i know a friend of mine who doesn't want to go visit his mother because you know he has been out and about a little and she has a a damaged immune system and, and she's older and blah 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 and there it goes we've had another delightful show please stay tuned to more programming on kknw and as you do that alone in your house dance with the broom <laughs> 